0: With the new year starting, it's likely that you probably have a goal to grow your blog this year. And as great as that is, your key to success this year is something completely different. If you wanna see your blog grow and be successful this year, then you need to step into the CEO role of your blog. In today's episode, I'll share why this is the key to your success and how you can make it happen. Hey friend, I'm Madison Wetherill, a web designer and branding strategist for food bloggers and your host for the Vine Podcast. This show is all about supporting you as a food blogger as you grow your business. I'll share tips for designing your business and your website with intention so that you can build a blog that fits into your life, not consumes it. You'll hear tips for connecting with your audience, growing your blog, and tips for managing and designing your website, all in short, easy to consume, and actionable episodes. If you're ready to think differently about the strategies and tactics that you need to grow your food blog, you are in the right place. I'm so excited that you're here, friend. Let's get started. Welcome back, food bloggers, to this week's episode of the podcast and happy 2024. I am really excited to be behind the microphone again and diving into a new, what I think of as a new season of the podcast, even though I don't do seasons and have breaks necessarily, but At the beginning of the year, there's just this renewed sense of excitement with continuing to do this podcast and to share valuable information with food bloggers like you. So if you are brand new to the podcast, welcome. And I hope that you will take away, and I know that you will take away some tips from this episode. If we haven't met, my name is Madison Weatherill and I am the founder and CEO over at Grace and Vine Studios and I also have a food blog of my own and so I have been sharing a lot of reflections and lessons that I have learned in my own food blog over the last couple of episodes as I kind of reflect over the end of the year and this episode goes right hand in hand with that because something that I have definitely been learning in the last year to year and a half If working more in my food blog is how important it is to step into the CEO role of your blog. So I can't wait to dive into that topic today. Before I jump into that, I wanted to quickly just give you a little snapshot view of what is happening over here at Grace and Vine and what to expect. So if you are thinking about working with us this year, I know in quarter one, kind of the dust settles from quarter four and you have this clarity to be able to think about what you want to do. This upcoming year and so if redesigning or rebranding is on your list, I just wanted to give you a heads up about what that could look like for you to work with us over at grace and vine. For those of you who have been listening to the show, you know that I've been talking a lot about our crafted website offer and this is really our new approach to redesigning your website. This is a customized website that is built specifically for you. And everything is based on the top industry playbooks, the best practices in the industry, and we are using blocks as the sort of foundation of this entire website build. This is not a pre-made theme that we are picking for you or that you are picking off of a shelf that we are just tweaking a little bit to match your brand. It is a very custom experience that is tailored to your blog specifically and what your readers need. We've designed this to be a really customized experience for you, but without the custom website price tag because we know that that is something that is not feasible for a lot of creators and it's not something that everybody needs either. So this is really something for people who are looking to create a unique look for their blog. They're looking to increase user experience. They're looking to grow their email list and grow their authority and their EEAT. And we're able to do all of that through Crafted. So if that is something that you want more information on, you can head to our website, graceandvinestudios.com slash crafted or you can find the information right on our services tab as well. To learn more about this and to request a quote so you can see exactly what everything is going to cost and what all is included and hopefully get on our schedule because our quarter one dates are filling up quickly. The second way to work with us is through our branding intensive package. This is perfect for people who are in need of support when it comes to discovering your audience, figuring out what a profitable niche for you would be, and then matching it with the professional branding that you need with things like your logo, fonts, hand-picked colors, and then your marketing templates for things like Pinterest and your email marketing as well. This is a three-day sprint with us where you are able to get everything you need to step into this year with the professional brand that you have been dreaming of. And you, again, you can find that information over on our services tab or by going right to dot com slash brand dash design and you can learn all about what that package includes and if it would be a right fit for you. And the last way to work with us is through our custom websites. Now we developed Crafted as a solution because, like I said, our custom website design package is not always the best solution for most food bloggers because it is for somebody who is much more established in their food blogging career and really needs something that is a truly custom approach to website design. So I do mention that because we only have a couple of these openings throughout the year to be able to focus on a custom website build for you. So if you are considering that and you know that custom is the way that you want to go, we would love to chat with you. If you're unsure about whether crafted or custom would be best for you and for your food blog and the size of your food blog, then reach out and we would be happy to chat through the differences and what might be the best fit for you in this season. So again, you can go to graceandvinestudios.com and click on the services tab to see all of the information that you need to know about these different ways of working with us this year and to just start making a plan for it for 2024. Okay, so let's dive into this topic of stepping into the CEO role of your food blog and what that really means. And I first wanted to just share some things that I was reflecting back on over the last year that really helped me to realize how important it is to be the CEO of your food blog. When I think back to the last year and a half or so of growing my food blog and really putting a lot of effort and time into my food blog, I realized that I have approached my food blog in such a different way than I ever have before. I have been in the blogging space since about 2015 in terms of taking it seriously as a business. And really over the last 18 months, I have seen more growth and been able to implement more things into my blog than I ever have before. And it's not just because I reached some level of success that helped me to do that. Really, when I think back about why this big shift has happened and what's been different, it's really been that I have taken my role as the CEO seriously, and I have really tried to stay in my lane in a way. And I will say that I have people who ask me all the time, whenever people figure out that I have multiple businesses and that we homeschool, And then I still have a social life that they are just like, I don't know how you do it. And really the answer, there's a few answers and a lot of it comes down to having support both at home and in the business, but it really comes down to being intentional and ruthless about what I spend my time on. I am definitely not always perfect at this. I get distracted. I get sucked into social media and the latest trends as well, but because I have such limited time to work in both of my businesses, I have to spend that time wisely and I have to spend that time in ways that grows my business. So when I think back to the last 18 months, part of the reason that I have seen growth in a different way, I know has to do with the fact that I've stayed in the CEO role and been very focused on the things that matter when it comes to growing my blog. A couple of the other things that have really, that stand out to me when I think back are, I have planned ahead very ruthlessly as well. I'm not just thinking about what post needs to go live tomorrow, but I'm thinking about weeks and months ahead of time, which has helped me to create a significant amount of content. I've also really focused on getting support. If it's not something that I want to do or that I feel like is driving revenue, it's either something that I'm letting go of, or I'm finding somebody else to do that work for me. I've also focused on not letting my own capacity dictate what the blog can do. And I think that is really important when it comes to thinking like a CEO, because if I only ever base what my blog or my business can do based on my own time capacity, I'm really limiting the possibilities of growth based on the limited time and schedule that I have to dedicate to my business. So when it comes to thinking about growing the business and doing more, I'm not only thinking about what I can handle, but I'm thinking about where can I invest into the business to see it grow. So I first wanna talk about what does the CEO of a food blog do? Because when you think about a CEO of a company, you're probably thinking of the CEO of Target or Starbucks. And these are just such big corporations and companies that it's really hard to wrap our heads around how that could possibly apply to a food blog. And I know for a lot of you, it's probably hard for you to think of yourself as the CEO of your business because most likely you don't have a multi-million dollar business. And so why would you even need a CEO in your food blog at all? But when you think about a CEO for a food blog, there's a couple of things that stand out to me as things that a CEO would do for a blog or for really any small business. But when I'm thinking about this, I'm really thinking about content creators like you and me. The first is that they make strategic revenue decisions. This is so important for a blog because the landscape that we're in right now as bloggers is that it's constantly changing. And the things that we've been able to rely on for income in the past are changing. And some of them might even be going away completely depending on what those revenue sources are. So being able to spend time making strategic revenue decisions is one of the most important things that you can do as the CEO of your blog. Along those same lines, a CEO focuses on revenue generating tasks. If you are spending all of your time scrolling on Instagram or even engaging on Instagram with your readers, that might not be generating revenue for your business. And so focusing on the things that do generate revenue is a really important part of your role as a CEO. Another thing that a CEO does is thoughtfully outsources. I say thoughtfully because I think even for very small blogs that are just getting started, there are ways to outsource various things, whether that's in your personal life, or in the business, or by trading with a friend. There are a lot of ways that you can outsource various tasks within your business to be able to free up your time, to be able to focus on the things that only you can do within your business. Speaking of focusing, another thing that a CEO does is stays focused. This is really hard for most of us because of the world that we live in. We all get distracted with being in Facebook groups or being in things that are good for our business overall, but are ultimately a distraction from the work that we need to do. And so a CEO really takes the time to stay focused on what tasks they are working on and to stay focused on their goals as well, which is another huge part of being a CEO is setting goals getting accountability and checking in regularly on the things that you are working on and making sure that they are in alignment with your overall bigger strategic goals that you have for your business. And then lastly, a CEO does the work that the business needs it to do, not just what you think you need to do as a creator or the things that you want to do. And this can really hit home for a lot of people because Being a blogger is a creative endeavor and it's a creative outlet. But so often, when we focus on just the things that feel creative or feel like we want to do them in the moment, they might not be the things that are ultimately going to drive revenue and results for your business. So, this is a serious balancing act because none of us want to be a slave to just creating the content that Google wants us to create. But we also don't want to just be creative all the time and never see the results from that in our business. And I think really when I look back at my food blog and if I were to put it on a graph and to see when things started to grow, things really started to grow when I stepped out of the emotions of wanting to just create what I wanted to create. And I really focused on what does the business need me to create or what tasks does the business need me to do in order to keep the growth and the momentum going. So with that being said, here are a couple of things that I think of when I think of how I have showed up as the CEO of my blog in the last year. And I share these examples because I hope it will make it really tangible what this can look like for you. Again, I have not done this perfectly. It is very much a work in progress, but these are the things that I try to focus my time and effort on. Especially when I have really focused work time, there's always going to be moments of being able to get distracted or get sucked into things when maybe you aren't having your focused work time. But when I have time where I'm really intentionally sitting down to work on my business and not in my business, these are the things that I have really focused on doing. The first one is probably my absolute favorite, and that is outsourcing content. I've talked about it multiple times on other podcast episodes about how much content we've created. If you scroll back a few episodes, there's an episode titled how I created 175 blog posts this year. And if you want the too long, didn't read of that episode, it's outsourcing. I have outsourced almost 100% of the writing of blogs in my business. And I think I wrote maybe one blog post this entire year. And that has significantly changed the way that we can produce content. And I also think it's significantly changed how we have been able to rank for things as well, because while I love creative writing, I am not a, the best technical SEO writer. And so being able to get that off my plate has really helped us to be able to create more content and create the highest quality content possible. I have also outsourced things like photography for recipes that I know are a really good fit for my brand, but are not recipes that I really feel strongly about making. I feel like this is the silliest example, but Whenever I have tried to ice cupcakes for a party or for anything, I just do not like the way that they look. I cannot seem to get the piping of icing onto a cupcake right. And so I decided I was going to outsource those photos this year. I had multiple older recipes for amazing cupcakes that I love. The recipes are great, but I just could not take photos myself of them. And so I outsourced that. And now they're recipes that are ranking well and they're doing well. And I was able to just take that off my plate. The next thing that I did was to set goals for my blog and to check in on them regularly. At the beginning of this year, I set a goal for how much I wanted the blog to grow over the next year. I set that goal incredibly low at the time. I think I said 20%, but ultimately ended up being way higher than that. But the fact that I set that goal and then checked in on it, I think about quarterly, was so helpful to see that I was on track. And instead of just looking at random numbers on my Mediavine dashboard and just seeing how much money I made over the last month, I was comparing it to the year before to see how I was doing on that goal of growing by 20%. Another huge thing for me this year was having accountability. I have had a peer-led mastermind group that I've been in for almost the entire time I've had my blog. I think we started it maybe in 2016. I know, I'm trying to time it based on when I had all my kids. But I think in 2016, we started this group of the four of us, and it has been something that we've had in, off and on in different seasons. But when I started to get intentional about working on my blog again, I knew that that accountability was going to be so key for me. So we've been meeting monthly again to set goals with each other and to check in with each other. And then we've also done various sprints with having daily check-in dates with each other where we are getting on, to a Zoom call and we are co-working together to work on one task together. And that accountability has really helped me to be able to focus on working on the things that I want to work on. Speaking of working on things that I want to work on, creating content that I knew the website could rank for versus what I wanted to create was really key for me this year. I really had to let go of all of the things that I thought I should do or wanted to do with the blog, and I let the data make the decisions for me. What I mean by that is not just finding a bunch of random keywords that make no sense, but I got really intentional about the buckets of content that I wanted to work on on the site, and then finding the really high-value keywords that went within those buckets, rather than me just waking up one day and deciding that I wanted to make some kind of recipe and posting it on the site. That does still happen sometimes, but often I will not even work on a recipe development for something unless I know it's going to be a keyword within the range that we want it to be in. And this has actually been really freeing. I think it's actually helped me to be more creative in a way, which is very strange, but it's one of those things that happens in business where you do something and it ends up being kind of a backwards result. But being able to have sort of parameters around what I want to create has actually helped me to be more creative. Another thing, I kind of mentioned this in the outsourcing content, but I have allowed my team to show up as the experts that they are rather than me micromanaging. There are a lot of times where I will read something that maybe a writer wrote for a blog post and I don't love the way that it's written, but I might think it's best for SEO or I'm just gonna say it's okay. I didn't write that, but it fits the brand. There's nothing wrong with it technically and I don't need to spend my energy micromanaging. And so being able to let my team do their role and be the experts that they are has really helped me be able to stay in my own lane. And then the last two things kind of go hand in hand, but I have been very ruthless in choosing how I spend my time working on the blog. Like I mentioned earlier, if the tasks that I'm doing are not leading to more revenue for the business or they aren't generating the results that I want them to generate, I'm not going to spend my time working on that. The only exception to this is something that I'm really focused on growing. So the example here is probably email marketing. My email list for my blog is not very large, but it's something I'm really working on. So I'm okay with spending the time to work on that and to grow that even though right now it might not be generating a ton of revenue. But if it's something that is not needed in the business, I either just let it go completely or I outsource it. If it's something that needs to be done, but it doesn't need to be done by me. And then within that sort of a tangent is ignoring all of the shiny objects. So for me, this looks like mostly all social media and specifically producing video. I've really been wanting and having a desire to be creative in creating video for my blog, but it is just not something that I feel like is a wise investment right now because of how much time and effort and money it would take to be able to produce the amount of content I think I would need to, to be able to grow my Instagram account, for example, or a TikTok account, that kind of thing. So right now that's just not something that I'm putting my energy into. And I'm choosing to ignore all of the shiny objects of things that come up like that. And again, that just goes back to ruthlessly choosing how I spend my time and not letting myself get distracted from the rest. So hopefully that has really painted a clear picture of some of the things that I've done and the things that I feel like have been different over the last year that I have seen generate really good results. But now I want to shift into showing you some tangible ways that you can show up as the CEO of your food blog this year. The first is setting a weekly CEO date check-in with yourself. This is a time that should be on your calendar recurring ideally every week at the same time. This is something that I've done sporadically, but I just recently added it back to my calendar. It's going to be something that I do at the same time, at the same, on the same date every week to create that rhythm for myself. And what you can do during this time is to review your goals, to plan your time. So actually planning out when you're going to work on that recipe development or work on that photo shoot. It's also a time where you can delegate tasks to your team This is something I've noticed as my team has grown that I need actual time in my schedule to be able to delegate tasks to the team. It's not as easy as just giving them a one-time task, but it's usually they need information from me or they need passwords from me, that type of stuff. So having that time blocked off is really helpful to make sure that I actually give them work to do so that they can help grow the business as well. And more importantly than all of these tasks, I think, is giving yourself the space to think about your blog. This is such an odd thing to say, to mention that you need space to think, but our world is just so busy and there are so many distractions, especially in food blogging. I feel like you can turn anywhere and get seven different tips of how you can do things. So giving yourself space to just be and think and dream about what you want your business to look like is so important so that you can make strategic decisions for your blog. Even if you only have 20 minutes a week that you can dedicate to a CEO date, I would recommend spending it here. Give yourself the white space to just think and dream and reflect because that is gonna take you a lot further than if you were to spend that 20 minutes scrolling Instagram or looking at a Facebook group for tips on how to do something. It's really gonna give you foundation and grounding for where you want your food blog to go, which is going to help guide the rest of your decisions. Another way that you can show up as the CEO is to set goals for the year, the quarter, or the month. I like to set overarching goals for the entire year and then break those into quarter and monthly goals to help me stay on track. So that's there's definitely episodes that we've talked about it's actually been a while since I've done like a goal setting episode, but if you go back and go to vinepodcast.com, you can just search goals and you'll find the different episodes where I've talked specifically about yearly goal setting, quarterly goal setting and monthly goal setting and what that can look like. And then the last two are again, really hand in hand. So I'm going to share them together. The first is to put your blinders on and to only take them off when you plan to. Again, this sounds kind of backwards, but if you know that you want to, explore the recent trends on Instagram instead of pretending like you're doing that as you're scrolling Instagram set aside an hour block in your schedule to be able to actually go do that intentionally and that is going to be way more efficient in your time than if you were to just do it you know here and there as you have free time so if you want to get distracted by something and you want to kind of explore and research something put the time on your calendar to do that and then you don't have to have any regrets about how you spent that time And then lastly, double down on what is working for you in the same way as we're not going to get distracted by what other people are doing or what other people are suggesting. Think about what's really working for your blog right now and what is helping it to grow and do more of that thing, because that thing has proven itself that it is working for you and doing more of that will likely drive more good results for your blog. So as you go into this new year, I hope that you will be able to step into the CEO role of your food blog and to really take your business to the next level as you do that. Because I really think as the CEO, you need to be thinking ahead and you need to be making an effort to grow your blog in a different way than you have in the past. And that applies Regardless of how much your blog grew last year or the year before or how much you want to grow it this year, we always need to be putting on that strategic hat and really thinking like the CEO of our food blog. If you like this type of content, I have an entire category that I call blogger to CEO on the podcast page where you can dive into more episodes like this, where I talk about things like goal setting and time management and thinking like the CEO of your blog. And if you enjoyed this episode, I would absolutely love it if you would come over and chat with me on Instagram over at Grace and Vine. I would love to hear what your biggest takeaway was and what one thing is that you're going to do this year to step into that CEO role of your food blog. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you enjoyed it, I would love for you to screenshot it and share it with a friend. You can tag me on Instagram stories at Grace and Vine. For the show notes for this episode, head to thevinepodcast.com. Talk soon.